welcome to the Two Goddess Podcast. I'm Kim Brown. And I'm Empress of the Universe. So here we're out here. We're going to talk about the worst relationship we've been in. We're going to talk about the worst relationship we've been in. Go ahead. You want to go first? Um. Well, I have two. Honestly. Um, um, I have I have two because I've actually been in relationships as long as I've been old enough to actually do my own thing I've been considered a wife since I was like 15 so the two worst relationships I had was the two marriages I was in I can't really say one is more worse than the other because they both was so bad and had their own type of um, reasonings behind why mm-hmm. I feel the way I feel. So I can't really say it's just one. I was have that huh? Was yeah, it was. It was definitely at different times of my life. And um, I've experienced a lot dealing with both of them and um I learned a lot and I I realized that marriage is a traditional marriage is not something that I would want to do moving forward I don't know (sighs) yeah I don't think I want to do marriage again either it'll have to be a real I don't know I feel like a commitment ceremony is just as good as a marriage. I would do a commitment ceremony with a will. I need some type of insurance. I need something. I would definitely do a commitment ceremony. But I would want to treat that commitment time. ceremony just like an actual okay. marriage yeah. and a wedding. So I would actually but you would I have agree with you. I would agree with you on the will. On the marriage. Or the life insurance thing. Um, It just depends on what state like in Texas and in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, on Texas, but I think Texas as well. But I know Georgia for sure. They do common law. So if you're there and you're with a person for more than a certain amount of years or whatever, y'all consider common law marriage. So a married, common law married. They really need it, yeah. So what would yeah. be in the relationship? The marriage. I know. They don't know what made the first one. Well, the, the first one, um, I was modeling, doing a really good job. I, we were living in Atlanta. I was doing a really great job at modeling. And um, <clears throat> when I started to do too good, he got jealous. He wanted me to have a baby. So he was like, I want a baby right now, right now, right now. And at that time of my life, I was still um, programmed to think that whatever my husband say goes because of religious shit that that I was brought up under, right? Religion played a big part of that marriage um, as a controlling mechanism, though. So I felt 
obligated and forced to have a baby at the moment in time that I had gotten pregnant because he didn't want me to model anymore. Um, <clears throat> so I did what he asked me to and I got pregnant. So about time I was like maybe I want to say maybe seven months or so I started picking up on the cheating energy now I was younger than him he was older when I met him he lied and told me he was 19 because I was 15 and making 16 and he was he was allegedly supposedly making 20 or he just made 19 or some shit to that nature that he told me come to find out the bitch was really 21 <laughs> and, um, and he told me his name was Chris when I met him his the real name wasn't fucking Chris he made that name all the way up <laughs> and what was so crazy that his mother stuck by him with that shit cause when I used to call and ask for that name she'll call him by that fucking name and he'll get on the phone so why would I not think that was his name you know what so, type of game she was playing? She, it, it she was playing. she been uh, well she she did whatever he said like she really was out of out of her, her boys he was the most handsome out of all her boys and so she really wanted she really wanted a girl huh he was that pretty that she, she favorited yes. him yes she really wanted a girl and he was when I seen his baby pictures he's one of the most beautiful babies that I've seen like he he was really a beautiful baby so she said she cried for months because how pretty he was and she really wanted a, a fucking girl but because of how he looked she favored him and fucking murder he could do whatever the fuck he wanted to so whatever he said she went with it you know so that's what he told her to say I'm assuming because that's what she went with how the fuck else she gonna know to like tell me you know or, or call him it, uh, to the phone if she didn't know that that's what he told me <laughs> his name was you know but I really did not find out this bitch real name until we moved into our apartment together and we signed the lease <laughs> We signed a lease and he signed a different name and I still I didn't say nothing right then and there because I'm I'm like okay let me wait till we get into the house and then I'm gonna ask him about this shit because I was thinking well maybe he just that that was his middle name and not you know and he, and he liked Chris. Come to find out that was none of his fucking name. This bitch pulled this shit out his fucking ass. That shit was not his name. Did he ever? I ain't never knew that. Did he ever say why he? He never told me why. He never told me why. He never told me why. And I don't know. I don't know what the fuck made him do that. Like I really don't know what the fuck made him do that. So fast forward back to where I was. He was like, I started picking up on cheating shit, right? Like the cheating vibes and all of that cheating energy. And I worked a lot. Like I had, I worked at a warehouse and 
I had my own daycare service. So I was watching kids in the day and I work at the warehouse at night and in the evening and shit. So when I started getting real big pregnant, I stopped working at the warehouse. Only doing my day shit, my my personal business. I was making really good money too because I had five kids at the time. And um, I never would walk to the mailbox and check the mail, right? So I'm like, man, let me go walk my big ass down here to the mailbox and check the fucking mail. And he was gone. He was, I guess he was at work. I think he was at work at the time. But I go down there to check the mail. And when I checked the mail, it was full of pornography shit. All the fucking pornography shit. And don't get me wrong, I like porn too. But you doing it get away like what the fuck is all of this shit? Why this bitch this was this this bitch had a cell phone. Why in the cell phone I call one of the fucking numbers saying this nigga calling fucking living in Atlanta love as they call that you can fuck <laughs> you know like he's really calling these hoes he and I'm like yeah cause I press redial on the phone right cause he, they, these was numbers of course that wasn't saved in his phone so I press redial on the phone so I'm like this nigga tripping so girl I started going through his shit let me tell you how slick this bitch was why this nigga had numbers hiding in the soles of his shoe and what kind of fucking detective am I to even pick out a nigga's soul or his shoe to find it? <laughs> it was. It was. Because I'm like, this shit just don't feel right. He had porn tapes that was hidden in boxes and shit. And I watched them all because I thought this bitch was going to be on one. Right? Because <laughs> I couldn't trust it. I don't know what the fuck going on. You feel me? So... We didn't break up behind that, but that was started the red flags, right? So, um, I had my baby and we ended up moving back to New Orleans. And when we moved back to New Orleans, um, my baby was probably like maybe four months or something. And we got our little apartment in Metairie. So when we get this apartment in Metairie, it's like a townhouse or whatever. And in the middle of this townhouse, uh, of the town, of the apartments, was the pool. It was shaped in a in a um, circle or whatever. And our neighbor, like two doors down, was this little chick who old man never was fucking home. I was I started working at Key West. You remember Key West? <laughs> I started, I was bartending at Key West. Now, mind you, I've never been in a club in my fucking life, right? So, I, the, my, my, my job I got was bartending, and this was a mixed club at the time. We wasn't going there then. It was mixed. It was like Asians and whites and Spanish people and, and the occasional black folks. 
they 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 hottest black song was get your fucking roll on so you know them bitches was square up in there so yeah until we came and took over until we came and took that bitch clean over and showed them what the fuck it was hitting for so i'm working now i'm working thursday through fucking sunday i get off monday morning at fucking six seven o'clock in the morning after we done closed the bar up, right this nigga done started fucking with the whole do- two doors down so i don't have any friends or whatever but i started making friends with the girls that i work with right one of them i was cool with was this girl named bridget I used to call her Bridget the Midget. But this little broad was one of the girls that used to, she was this little Spanish chick that used to go to the club all the fucking time. And she had a little boy that she named Kane. Now, why you think she named him Kane? <laughs> so, she named it after the fucking Minister Society movie? No, because she snorted coke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you lying. No, she's so she named her baby Kane. <laughs> well, anyway, girl, we is um, she come get me because she wanted to go out to the lakefront and do a play date. You know them people they do play dates and shit. So um. I was going to bring my baby because they were the same age. I was going to bring my baby over to her house. She was rich. You know what I'm saying? She lived in one of the big ass fucking houses in Metairie. Um, Privilege. You know, parents took care of her and her child. Like she just, she just, you know, she didn't have the type of life that I had. So I'm, um, I'm just bringing, you know, wanted to bring my baby out to play or whatever. I swear on everything I love. I was, I got dressed with some shorts on and a shirt and some sandals. And I could not find a lotion nowhere. So I went downstairs to the half a bath and this motherfucker playing a game. He playing Madden. That's why I don't care what nigga I ever fuck with. I never buy him a Madden game as long as I fuck with him. I never will do that. But this bitch playing Madden and I get the baby oil that's for my baby and use it for my legs because I couldn't find the lotion. This bitch flipped out. Lost his motherfucking mind and told me to get my shit and get the fuck out. Because I've never put baby oil on in our whole relationship. I must be going to fuck with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was playing at first. Girl, I was dying laughing. I said, bitch, you sound crazy. I said, shut the fuck up, stupid ass. I said, I can't find the fucking lotion. He said, no, you fucking with somebody. You hanging with this white hoe. He called her white hoe. So he like, you hanging with this white hoe. And and I don't know who the fuck she is. And you trying to take my baby. You probably fucking with one of her friends. And I'm like, what the fuck is this energy coming from? Because I've never in my life cheated in my motherfucking marriages you know so he, I'm like 
like, what is you talking about? So all the while I'm thinking about how is he sitting up here accusing me and he tripping and flipping out? Girl, why are we about to fight? The girl who came is terrified now. Because my husband is six and he isn't a dark-skinned black man, but he's fucking black and she not. <laughs> so she's terrified that he's tripping and I'm nutting up and she ain't never seen this side of me. Why this nigga take snatch my baby out her fucking hand and bring my baby to the whole house two doors down bitch and told her lock the door and don't fucking open it do you know that bitch locked that door and didn't open it what I said bitch I'm gonna kill you when I catch you mm-hmm. so he's sitting up there telling me that that's his cousin the girl all of a sudden the girl is his cousin. I said, bitch, that is not your cousin. Now, I, I ain't never seen this whole uh, since I've been knowing you, bitch. That is not your motherfucking cousin. So he like, man, she, I, you not taking my fucking children. They staying here and you getting the fuck out. You you go, you go, and you can come back and get your shit. And if you don't come back and get your shit, I'm going to throw it in the pool. Bitch, you only gotta tell me once. I'm good. Cause you trying to embarrass me in front of people and all that girl. The shit that I had, the little bit of shit that I had, and I left and I went to go looking for a little place to stay. So I um found a little spot with two of the bartenders. I went roommate roommate with them. And um in Shrewsbury so as I as I'm living there and 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 trying to you know get the pieces of my life back to fuck together he is torturing me this bitch called my fucking job a million times this bitch got me fired so now shit is spiraling out of control he's playing games with the kids. I thought I was a lesbian. I said, this got to be a woman I'm dealing with. <laughs> There's no motherfucking way that this is a man. This got to be a woman because this bitch think methodically. Like this bitch, he thinks like a female. He moves like a fucking female. So he got me fired on some whole bitch nigga shit. Now he playing games with my children mind games like he trying to poison a mind against me he's doing all kind of shit he was fine with me being homeless and everything as soon as I got on my feet he lost it so fast forwarding a few years a couple of years up I done met the second clown I married and but before I married him, me and him was dating. This was, of course, after this was Katrina, during Katrina. Um, I had met. Um, but he was still torturing you. In the he was still doing that. He was still doing. He would see at the time he kind of backed off because he had met this who that lived in Iowa. He moved to Iowa. And he didn't give a fuck about the kids no more. He didn't give a fuck about what I was doing because he was occupied right so he moved to Iowa and I was 
going through Katrina and I was I went to Dallas so I ended up getting on my feet better than I ever had at home in New Orleans right so my I had got me a, 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 a three-bedroom townhouse so my daughter she had her own room and my and my son had his own room and everything was straight and me and my boyfriend was great we was in a good place and his mother wanted to visit so I was like sure you know why wouldn't I let her visit it's, you know people were starving for family at that time we lost every fucking thing all the while all the while this ragged country being a minion for her son yes so she went she come her Claire Huxtable looking ass to the house and Huh? I said I was thinking about it. she kind of do look like Claire. Mm-hmm. So she comes to the house and she go look at my baby room and go see her and see her room and shit. Now her room is beautiful. I decorated it with a little canopy and a chiffon uh little canopy thing that go around the bed like a princess bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. She had all and her TV and her game and all that shit in her room and she had her own bathroom and everything right so this whole go back and tell him you need to start doing more for your daughter cause she gonna have a, she gonna have her calling him daddy no, no why would you think that I don't have to do none of those things like they know what who they dad is. They know what was going on. They're not they they don't call him that. They're not trying to call him that. He's just stepping up and taking care of what your what your son isn't doing, you know, because he really wasn't doing shit, right? So he started calling and harassing me after that from that point on. Again. So this bastard plots with his mother to kidnap my daughter. The ultimate betrayal. So, when she was seven, she went missing for two years. And... But tell him how how he did it. How they lied and plotted. the, The mother, his mother, came and asked when she came to Houston because by that time I had to move to Houston she came she came to Houston and she called me and she like Nick is it alright if I come and pick up the baby to um to come and you know go out uh go to out to eat or whatever whatever and I'm like yeah that's fine you can you know you can come and um get her or whatever so she come pick her up and I had just gave her a big ass block party so she had Boku money and her little birthday cards and she had presents and shit from her birthday because she had a big ass party. <laughs> and um so she came picked her up that same evening. Like right after the party was over, she came that same evening. And um so she went with her and brought her to a McDonald's. And her daddy pulled up 
she knew already that something wasn't right because she asked him. She was like, what you doing here? And he said, uh, um, to Iowa. And she said, my mom, she said, my mom and And he was like, don't worry about that. I'm going to call her and tell her. So he took and brought her to a hotel and took her to Iowa and she was pissed. <laughs> so she was missing them them two years or what have we. And when I when I found out about him taking her, of course I lost it. Like I lost it. And his mother was lying. Like his favorite number was his football number, right? So why so I'm calling his cell phone because I know he got my baby. I'm calling his cell phone, calling his cell phone. He not answering. He not answering. And um and so his voicemail keep coming on and I'm like, let me put these numbers in and see if if I if that's gonna open his voicemail and it did. And I could hear his his mama left a voicemail and this bitch is saying I'm scared I don't want to do this we could go to jail you shouldn't be doing this if the police come I'm telling that you took her and all this and I ain't had nothing to do with it I don't know what to do like you I'm scared to go get her and when I called this bitch and told her about this, you know, this whole told me I didn't, I didn't uh, help him. He can't, he, I didn't even know he was here. So out of all the fucking McDonald's in all of Houston, bitch, he just so happened to pull up to the one that you at and you didn't know right. he was coming Right. from Iowa. You didn't know he was coming. Did he come and with the girl too? I don't know. I, I don't know if he did or not, honestly. Uh I know he um when he came and got her they went to a hotel and then they after that they drove out the next day. That's what she told me. Um the mother just kept denying and it what irks me so bad about that shit and why I hate her to this day is because she a church bitch. She go to church all the fucking all the time she go to church and here you are you raggedy bitch you'll sit up here and use the church against you for doing wrong and yes you sit up here and plot up with your stupid ass son to kidnap my daughter and you a mother like you you have children like how would you feel if somebody played on you like that and took your fucking child like why would you even fathom the thought of doing this with him and he's totally fucking wrong but it don't matter cause he's your fucking kid and you gonna go hard behind yours so what you think I'm gonna do behind mine so we beefed like Bloods and Crips. And when she when she got to um, Iowa and he was finally answering the phone, 
for the whole fucking two years this bitch would harp over her and and he would sit up there and basically let her say certain things I couldn't ask her if I asked her where she was or what school she went to he would hang up the phone and I wouldn't be able to talk to her for like months so I had to be very mindful of the things that I asked her and shit so I called the police of course the police had said well y'all don't have custody in place so he didn't kidnap her that's his child and if you you know y'all gotta go to custody and and you know it's whatever like if you get her back he could you he can't do nothing about it either i'm like oh, okay the set up. Set up. i'm <laughs> gonna i'm gonna do exactly what the fuck you did so i'm gonna do exactly what you did and my vindictive ass went two years later and to the date and took her back so that was the worst relationship to me cause he did so much trying to hurt me and when he couldn't hurt me he tried to hurt you he tried to hurt the kids he tried to turn the kids against you he tried to, he tried to do a, take your life from you when he couldn't do that shit no more like hurt me through emotions like for him he said well, okay well I'm gonna fuck with them kids cause that's the only thing that would bother me and that's just what the fuck he did and what I told him was they're not gonna stay babies forever and they are gonna see you for who the fuck you really are and that's what happened. I didn't have to badmouth him to to her. I didn't have to say anything negative. I let her see who he was for him for herself. And she and seen it. And that's what they um, And that's his punishment. That's his that's his worst nightmare because she she recognizes him as her father, but she don't care for him as a person. She don't fuck with him as a person because of how he was and what he did and and then had the nerve to make it seem like it wasn't true what he did that's that in itself is important you know so that was one of the relationships but that's some crazy shit lifetime shit to be going through (laughs) you gotta kidnap your child you gotta go back I didn't you know, mm-hmm. that, that people overseas having to do that for your husband from overseas, and they take mm-hmm. their child and they're from America. They have the right to them over there. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. that, but I know I saw it on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. There's some crazy relationships. I don't know which one is the worst in the moment because I didn't have some shit happen to me. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about all that. <laughs> One of them was when I was stalked. That was fucking surreal. He <laughs> stalked. Well, how how did that even happen? This bitch. Did he stalk you during the relationship as well, or just as it ended? At the end, when he went and got 
first of all i met the bitch at a club we should never done that i should have never done that met him at the club brought him home and he never left what so, yes that's bitches they do that brought him home and he never left how I don't know. He just never fucking loved. Didn't know he had a baby mama. Because I didn't. I bought him home. He never left. I was young. Had my own shit. Just mm-hmm. having fun. One trying to be nobody or lady. But he just fucking never left. <laughs> this bitch had a baby mama. Who he was staying with. I think their baby was like one years old. And I ain't know nothing about this, but he looked over me. He didn't move in. He didn't left her. And I'm finding all this out. And I'm like, wait, hi, who told you to move in? I'm shit moving fast. I mean, like, how this going on? And I had a roommate, me and her getting into it behind him. And I'm trying to get him out. And he not trying to, it was a lot of shit. So she ended up leaving because we ended up getting into it. Mm-hmm. And he was a controlling person after that. Now he had control. Nobody was around. Mm-hmm. So he mentally tried to abuse me. So the bitch baby mama figured out where I stayed at. Mm. Now she trying to come and start shit. But every time she came, well she came once. A baby, a baby, baby. Oh. I think she was like one. Oh, oh yeah, you did like say one, one years old. Yeah. One or two. She was not old. Mm-hmm. She was a toddler. However, she found out, which I think she found out through his cousin where we stayed at, where I stayed at. Oh, okay. She came over there, and he goes outside and somehow convinces her to leave. Oh. Bam, I'm thinking, um, I'm done with this shit. I'm done with right. him. He can go whatever, whatever. The bitch come back. Talking about he come and get his clothes or something. End up mm-hmm. sleeping over. I know I'm done. So in the morning, he tell me he didn't went got married, bitch. And this what? is his last time seeing me. <laughs> yes. He went got married. How he sleep out and he married? He went got married. After she popped up over because she popped up over and came got him to go get married. How about that? Girl, shut your life up. That's not foolish. That's, that's, I found that out. So they went and got married. But why you here? Okay, cool. I'm glad. Good. That means you out my life, right? If you married. Right. No. You definitely no. got to move. Go. No. This bitch. No. This bitch. I don't know what the fuck he thought or what he was trying to do. He got his shit and he left. And she was keeping the bird's eye view on him. She was watching everything he did. Like, he couldn't go nowhere. If he called me and asked me if he had something over there, a mail, she was in his ear. Yeah, because we need to know if the I don't need to. I don't care that y'all together, bitch. I'm glad. Because I couldn't get rid of him. You don't understand. I couldn't get rid of him. I'm glad you married him. I'm thinking he out. So... I moved from where I'm at. I meet somebody else. I moved from where I'm at. Go somewhere else. Got other roommates. Go outside one day to go throw the trash out. 
this bitch outside my door. I think it took him like a month to find me. I don't know how he found me. I don't know if he went to the old house and he was looking for me and went in my mail. I don't know what the fuck he did, but he found me all the way on the third floor. And he tell me, oh, you thought you was going to get away, huh? I'm like, wait, what? I'm just trying to figure out how you found me. I don't... Oh, this is what you're talking about. It's going in one end, out the other. I'm just standing here looking at you like, how did you find me? So, I tell him to leave, whatever. He leave without any hesitation. I was shocked, thinking I'm done with that. So, that's not the end of that. He come back every day to tell me that he's watching me so one day I see that we have finally got some type of security guard or a police detail and how long after this it was a month after I moved that he found me and how long have y'all been separated though in my mind we had mm-hmm. been separated probably about he said he had got married I moved a week or two after that so it probably like a month until he mm-hmm. the month that he found me right okay immediately he ain't yeah, had no no bracing about it mm-hmm. but you married though right so I asked the police downstairs I'm like they have this man that keep coming my ex-boyfriend keep coming back from harassing me is there anything I could do is there some type of um, something I could do about him stalking me or something and he told me that there's no stalking law in Louisiana and I'm like mm. so yeah like no wonder they have so many murder suicides down here cause mm-hmm. they nothing yeah so you probably could do a restraining order yeah I'm like what can I do and he said you only could do a restraining order so before I could do a restraining order he went to jail. So I mm-hmm. remember he on the jail. He gone. I think he was gone for like five, six years, whatever. I didn't have other relationships. Come went through some other drama with some other motherfuckers telling me they you know what they told me. Mm-hmm. And sometime later, he comes back and he finds me again. But he finds me at the corner store. <laughs> Is he still married? He said he wasn't. And my dumb ass yeah, felt like he was different. He didn't change or whatever. Give him a second chance, whatever. Started wow. kicking me. I don't know. I say I was dumb and young. I was going to school, going to college. So. He was picking me up, bringing me home. This only for a week, bitch. I only fuck with him for a week. How about a week? At the end of the a week since I saw him. A week. Did y'all fuck though? A week, bitch. It was only a week. Nah, that's why he acted stupid. That's good. I told you. You don't listen. Your pipe. That's what you're going to say. That's their problem. So. <laughs> I see. Oh my gosh. This, this is a lesson. Girl, fuck you. 
<laughs> so, um, he picked me up from school, bitch. In a motherfucking truck, he been picking me up from school and work all week. So I'm, he told me that's his truck. We riding. He goes in the neighborhood around MLK. Come out. There's a car following us. And he keeps saying, that's a car following us. And I'm like, what the fuck you didn't do with that? He's like, I ain't did nothing. Next thing you know, bitch, Mm-mm. police come behind us. When the police come behind us, this bitch hit the gas and ran a red light, hit a motherfucking car. Shut up. Went on a high speed chase while I'm in the passenger seat. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? I saw all my lives, past lives, this (laughs) life, future lives. (laughs) All my lives. my fucking eyes. And at this Mm. time, my daddy was a... um, RTA driver. And you in a truck, right? Yeah, a truck. Like a F-150 or some shit like that. Mm-hmm, like a Ram or whatever. One of them. Yeah, it's one of them. So, so that bitch could flip over. Oh, my God. I'm glad it didn't. He hit the, the, the um, long-ass light poles. He mm-hmm. hit the light pole. And the light pole went through my windshield. Oh. And it was like... Something just say move over. right. Something say move, and I just like I ain't even move like jumped. I just like scoot over, and it went right past my face. So I, I was protected. I would say that mm-hmm. he jumps out the truck and started running from the police. Now the police ain't even know I was in the truck. So I see my daddy passing on the RTA mm-hmm. bus, and I'm like, he going the other way. He looking at the accident, not knowing it's me, and I'm like, I wish I could get out and tell my daddy you know it's me so I guess out and I realized I love I left my own book sack in there I goes back like get away from that vehicle I was like but I was in there I need to get my book sack he said oh you was in that um, vehicle get in the back of this car I'm like you stupid bitch why did I say that why you gotta find your shit new and you know So since they beat him, now we both got to go to fucking charity because they didn't beat him. Now I got to sit in charity with him and he talking to me. We handcuffed, sitting in the fucking emergency Why room. do you have to go to charity? I don't know. They took me with him. Bitch, I don't know. To this day. I was so infuriated. He's standing there talking to me. And the police officer, like, I'm talking to that girl. That girl won't fucking talk to you. You got her into all this shit. And she's sitting here looking at you, like, shut the fuck up. Because I was really looking at him, like, bitch, if I could get out of these handcuffs. Oh, bitch, you handcuffed and everything. Yes. Oh, my sitting God. There. And I'm only sitting in charity because of you. They could have booked me and I could get the fuck out. No, I'm sitting in charity. Why they bought me to charity with him? I still don't know. We weren't even, even in the same car. Did y'all get. Um, checked out because y'all was in an accident. That's maybe that's why they brought you. I don't remember. He did. That was I know that's why they brought him because he got beat the fuck up. I don't remember them checking me. Oh, okay. I remember us being there because of him because he was beat. Mm-hmm. So I get to jail, go to court the next morning. 
some type of way by the miracle of I'm protected again. My stepdad in the court at the VA, and once I got up there, they let me go mm-hmm. immediately. I, I, I had another court date to come back. Mm-hmm. But he got sentenced again, and mm-hmm. I didn't see him no more for a while, a while, a while, until I was in a different situation. But he was the one of the worst relationships ever. And they didn't so have how long did it actually take you to shake it? Shake it some time. I'm gonna say over about, a year. Yeah, over a year. To really a year and a half probably to really get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when he came back out and I saw him again, he was like, "Come here," and I turned around and I was with your brother and he was like you better go your ass in that fucking store and he looked at dude like bitch don't tell her nothing and he ain't tell me nothing I went in there and got what I need to get because I was about to avoid him like I don't mm-hmm. even see you your energy is negative mm-hmm. he was like nah go get what you gotta get come back out he ain't gonna tell you nothing mm-hmm. that bitch was crazy I had to have a cousin stay in my house with him. Yeah, he did because he had a shotgun in my house. Mm-hmm. And my cousin, my mom and him was scared that he was going to come back and try and do me something. So my cousin stayed there with me. And I wasn't there. So my cousin said he came banging on the door, banging on the door. And he gave him the shotgun and he didn't say nothing. He left. Mm-hmm. Stay all good. I'm glad I wasn't there. That's a crazy. lot of them niggas stay crazy, but they get crazy because they tend to dick. <laughs> That's all I, I can see. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them, but I think that shit is crazy to, to be like that, though. What drives, what drives this man to want to, he love you, the end, like, I, men get bitter. They don't feel like better. that, but they it, it'd be a lot of I don't want nobody. And that goes for both genders. Like it's a lot of women do that shit too. It's to but me it's a lot of point things more women than it is yeah. to men to me. Um, because that nobody wants to believe that they toxic or that they or that type of nigga. They won't never admit to that narcissist ass people though that's all it is to me because the two worst relationships I had was with two narcissists this shit was so terrible I was like what the fuck is wrong with me how am I attracting this type of demon I don't know so. but I'm so glad I evolved from those situations and recognized the red flags now that what I know what I want now those mm-hmm. situations taught me what I don't want. Now mm-hmm. I know what I want. Mm-hmm. What I want, I'm trying to be a magnet for it to come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sending out the signals as much as I can. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm doing what I need to do for me. I'm not even focused on any of it. Just focused on mm-hmm. building what I need to do for myself and my family. Whatever happened, happened. But at this point, I don't even know what they have out there no more. I'm scared become, of what they got out there. I've, I've become 
okay with being single. Like it took for me to be okay with that. Like I hated being single because I was so accustomed to being his wife or somebody's old lady to where it felt like I didn't have an identity for me. It was an attachment to somebody, you know. Right. Um, so I'm just now getting to a point where I'm really honest with with you. If I'm not interested in you, I'm gonna say I'm not interested. And but it's crazy because crazy. they don't work. They don't get it. I'm it's about like, to say that's getting scary too because they are shooting for you to tell them that they know they trying to hit you and you just saw what the fuck happened on social media and shit these niggas is getting mad when you say no to them like I've, I ooh, I've seen that happened situations really I, so I didn't told the nigga no before and he punched me in my jaw and they had good thing they had another young man and he stopped him and it was just, we was just in the hallway. I was going to the bathroom and he was coming up the steps. And the other dude was trying to holler. And mm-hmm. I told him one coming up the steps, no. And he just literally punched me in my jaw. So the dude who was trying to holler took me to the um, uh, the principal office and, you know, told him what happened. Whoop-de-whoop. And they went and got him or whatever. But yeah, nigga, that sh- they been doing that shit. Me and mm-hmm. our other sister walking up the street. We told somebody no. They called us bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how emotional and sensitive men could be. Um, and I know that a lot of dudes here and in other states as well will kill you if you talk too slick to them or, or make them or belittle them or, or um make them feel um, less than they'll they'll rectify that by killing you I usually in a manner in which they don't never feel played because I've never been blowed on or cursed out or none of that shit like usually they'd be like alright alright great or whatever they, they'll say some shit and be like well that nigga lucky or something like that to that nature you know but to like literally be physically attacked or blowed on behind me rejecting someone's advances nah I ain't never been in that that type of situation and I never got about me telling them no because I usually know how to finesse that that situation by how I talk you know um it's crazy. <laughs> my 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 friend. Me, how oh, how do they fall in love with you like that? How they fall in love? And I was talking to her about how the whomever I'm dating or married to or whatever the case, whoever. And she was like, "That's what it is. You make them feel like ain't nobody better than them." And I was like, I never looked at it like that. But, but that's how she—that's how she looked at it. You know me, I, I'm not a relationship person at one time, so it took me a while to 
grasp the concept of being in a relationship mm-hmm. certain things I, I mean I was I've been in several relationships I've been married twice but now I know I think mm-hmm. life a crazy but thing. I do I never did like really I never downed the nigga I was with I never downed the man I never downed him I always was their inspiration. I always was their muse. But my thing about, you know, how I looked at it, like loyalty. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. You know, you know how I look at it. But I'm not like that now. I still say they're separate though. I feel like a lot of men feel like when they're in a relationship that they're being held in captivity <laughs> versus it is captivity it is captivity if I can't be me and free it is well captivity. I know you feel like that cause you are a Pisces and Pisces feel like relationships <laughs> is captivity but not normal people us. I'm talking about normal people not y'all normal people <laughs> <laughs> What is it? It could be a compromise. I don't know how to. I gotta be free. And when I say I, free, I don't mean free. Fuck niggas. I'm just saying. I like shit balanced like a Libra. I like the scales of life to be balanced. I like a little balance. I I need balance. Like I feel like if you want to be free. Like how you saying? Because I've dated Pisces men, and they were the same way. They like to be free to flirt, and sometimes they flirt and don't even realize they flirt. Or sometimes people be flirting with them. Flirting. Yeah, because they disgusting like that. So <laughs> to you, and we're having I'm, a conversation, but I'm not flirting. You sit. Saying all kind of extra shit that don't need to be saying. Like you don't know that now this woman is coming onto you or damn near fucking you at this table or whatever. Like it's just that's not my problem. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Feeling this way, I'm just being me. Right. But if I be me, if I be me, now you mad and now you want shoot do all this other shit. We're about catching a case and you know me and all that. Like, I don't want to hear all that shit. But what if, but, don't but, then, but don't he say that he has somebody, he not like leading them on, and I'm like, I got somebody. What the fuck that I mean? Acknowledge my relationship. And you, I, say, I, you say that, but still pursue, or still allow that person to do all of the things that's going to end up eventually getting you fucked. So, with that being said, I don't, mind if that's how you are but let us both be like that don't get no attitude with me don't ask me where I've been and who I've been with and what I've been doing and I won't ask you that but see, that's and everybody, nice. be, everybody be everybody everybody be happy I hate right. when people used to ask me what I've been doing but I used to ask them but then I because I didn't want them to ask me because mm-hmm. whatever I don't want you to do to me I'm not going to do to you right. I don't want you to ask me nothing no more I'm not going to ask you no question and mm-hmm. that's just how it was 
until I got married. Then I had to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And you had to answer them. <laughs> I didn't like that shit. <laughs> I didn't know I had to check in. What is check in? Mm-hmm. I call you. We live together. I'm going to see you later. Why I got to call you? Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about? I don't need what I don't have nothing to talk about we don't but that's how mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. I gotta call you mm-hmm. when you get home what are you doing I'm doing what I'm doing and we link up at the end of the day that's mm-hmm. how I look at it but you grow you learn we evolve yeah you do shit different mm-hmm once you learn and, and hope that you don't catch a case in between. <laughs> listen. Hmm. Oh, baby, that punch balls. So I wouldn't punch niggas in their face. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. My nerves used to be hella bad. Hella bad. Mm. Um, just thinking about it, taking me back up. I'm trying to get out that energy space right now. <laughs> Um, yeah. Again, growth. Yeah, it takes a lot. So, life, life teaches you. Hopefully, it teaches you. But so it does. I hope y'all a... enjoy. It does. Mm-hmm. I hope y'all enjoy our two goddess podcast. And y'all tune in to the next one. Catch me mm-hmm. us on Instagram on our social. I'm at real underscore k a y underscore brown real k brown tell them where you at and i'm at empress of the universe so link up Mm -hmm. yes see you soon